We're good. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. We take you until noon. Toward the bottom of the hour, our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News will slide on in here. Look forward to talking with Bill. Well, especially with the, the Big Ten tilt tonight, Minnesota and Ohio State. Uh, but right now, we are going to switch gears from the college game. And let's get to the NFL. He's Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. He joins us to talk about those Kansas City Chiefs. You can follow Nick on Twitter at Chiefs Insider. You can read him at primetimesportstalk.com. Nick, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, Trent, Ken, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, excited that Good. it's here, and a week from tonight, the uh, the curtain will go up. Doesn't involve the Chiefs <laughs> yep. on opening night, but uh, nonetheless, pretty juicy matchup, NFC, with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. So, mm-hmm. Nick, let's go back to this uh, earlier in the week. Uh, as uh-huh. everybody made their cut down to get down to that 53, was there a surprise, uh, either that somebody stuck with the roster or was at least um, you know shown the door maybe to be brought back uh, as part of the practice squad? What surprised you from the cut-down day? Um, to be honest with you, there really wasn't a whole lot of surprises. I, I didn't think Darwin Thompson was going to come back. He'd kind of uh, sealed his fate with some, uh, some on-the-field antics and then probably some off-the-field antics as well. Jarek McKinnon, who I think is going to be really good in this offense, is probably going to supplant uh, Daryl Williams as the number two back at some point. Um, honestly, there's a lot of discussion about work. You know, I don't know. He, he ended up signing with the Jets as a, on their practice squad. He was maybe the only mild surprise. But honestly, based on what we saw in camp and pretty much based on the order in which the players played in the last couple of preseason games, I mean, those third and fourth stringers were pretty much let go, and there was no shock as far as I was concerned. Offensive line, the biggest offseason topic mm-hmm. here. Heard some positives. It was an up-and-down camp for the rookie Trey Smith. Of course, Creed Humphrey sure. there in the middle. Overall, where the offensive line is and where the depth is as we go into 2021. Well, I thought, you know, just watching a little bit and, and talking to some people the first couple of weeks of uh, training camp and, and through the first game, there was, there was definitely some issues that they had to resolve. But you could see glimpses. You could see holes open up. You know, for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you could see the crossing routes where Matt Patrick Mullins had time to get his reads. I mean, I don't know if he got hit in the preseason, which is a good sign. Um, and granted, they didn't play a lot of, they didn't face a lot of number one starters and certainly not the, the defensive front they're going to face against the Browns a week from Sunday. But um, I thought they progressed really well. Uh, they got out of it injury-free. Um, they, have, they have a lot of intelligence on that offensive line. I mean, you... You listen to Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, Thune, Orlando Brown. These are all well-spoken guys. They spend every waking minute on the field, off the field. They're in meetings together. They're at each other's houses. They're talking about strategy. I mean, they are as cohesive uh, a front five for that I, I can remember probably going back to the mm, probably the Vermeers, you know, when we had that great offensive line. So um, I think they're going to be fine. I like the backups. You've you got Remmers, Algretti, uh, Blythe. You know, LDT looks like he's going to be available in a couple of weeks. Wiley, you know, all guys who have started in either playoff games or Super Bowls. So you like to have that depth. You still got Kyle Long out there. At some point, he'll be back. So I, what they have done in a short off season, in one off season, to completely rebuild their offensive line and their backups, 
that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm with you, Nick. Uh, it certainly uh, caught my attention, and you're right. There's some depth there behind those young guys on the right side of the line. Uh, Trey Smith, as Trent said, uh, you know, had his ups and his downs, but I think you found sure. something there specifically to get a yeah. kid like this in the sixth round. My gosh, uh, you, you, you certainly uh, you certainly like that aspect of it. So last week, before the Friday night tilt against the Vikings, uh, Mitch mm-hmm. Oltis, who joined us uh, every day during uh, during August camp, he said the plan was for for Mahomes to go the entire first half um right but then i mean it was like yeah. a hot knife through butter right he just took his yeah. team down the field they scored uh seemingly at will was that it was there there was nothing more to it than you know what this is too easy let's get him out of here he's shown enough they just wanted to get more work with him in the offensive line and i think if he hadn't had success in those drives and granted again you know you're still looking at a defensive line that wasn't playing some of the starters but right. the secondary was mostly intact um so to me, it was, okay, we've had two really good drives. We scored some points. You know, the offensive line, you know, did their job. Mahomes didn't get touched. Let's not take any more chances. I think Andy saw enough cohesiveness. Um, and, again, you know, these guys practice different than a lot of NFL teams, too. So it's pretty physical practice what, what Andy puts these guys through. So I think they, they got enough reps. Mahomes looks like, you know, Mahomes looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder. And that's a scary thing if you're in the AFC West or you're in the NFL overall. He's still carrying that mantle of uh, it was his fault. He could have done more in that Super Bowl loss against the Bucks. So I think Patrick is ready. I think the offensive line will be ready. I think it's going to take him a month, maybe six games, to really, really gel, you know, injury-free. And I think the second half of the season in the postseason, these guys are going to be lights out. Nick, in our conversations, I know you're rarely concerned about any anybody in the AFC West, but <laughs> of the three teams out there, Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders, who is the team that does most concern you this year? Well, it's definitely not the Raiders, so we can we can just we can just throw that draw out. Draw a line through them. Yep. Um, you know the Broncos. Listen, I think their defense is good. defense is going to be terrific. Um, I, I I just don't know how they pass on one of those young quarterbacks in the draft. I love Patrick mm-hmm. Sertain Jr. I, I knew his dad really well. Um, he's going to be a terrific All Pro. He's going to make a lot of money. He's going to get some interceptions off Mahomes. Um, but I, I, I like the Broncos defense. I'm not in love with the, the quarterback situation. There's still a couple of good quarterbacks out there they could probably still get if they wanted to. But they're a year in waiting till two things happen. One, Eric Bieniemy comes the head coach, and some mm-hmm. guy named Aaron Rodgers lands there next year as their starter. Um, so they, they, they're probably number three, third in the division. The Chargers, listen, they have everything. They have offense. They have defense. Um, they've got a new young head coach who's got some experience. You know, can they gel it all together? I think they got a few issues on the offensive line still to work with. Um, they did let go one of their fast receivers that the, that the Jaguars picked up yesterday. Um, so, I, I listen, I, at some point, you know, you can look at their quarterback situation and say, man, rookie year, he was just lights out. Is he going to have a sophomore slump? If he have, has a sophomore slump, you know, then, uh, then that, that's what I think is going to be an issue. Um, but can they beat the Chiefs? I don't think so. But I would go Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders. Yeah, I'm with you, Nick. Um, I, I think the Chargers and, and Denver are, because of the quarterback situation, I'd put the Chargers ahead of the Broncos. And I, and I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Denver right. passing quarterbacks 
I mean, they, they right. passed Josh Allen to take Bradley Chubb, who's a nice player, but Josh Allen's going to be one of the best right. quarterbacks in the league. And passing on Justin Fields to take Sertan, and I love him too. Uh, but uh, you, you take the quarterback. So let's go, let's go AFC yep. picture overall. So uh-huh. when you look at the AFC, what team in the team or teams in the, uh, AFC do you think, do you see the Chiefs having to get past, ultimately get back to the Super Bowl and the SoFi Stadium? Uh, one's going to surprise you. I think the New England Patriots are going to be one of those. A lot teams. of people do. I'm. Uh, I've actually got them picking the picking the win that division. Um, I think the Bills are going to take a step back, but they're going to be in the mix. The Ravens, you know, they got wide receiver issues to start the season. They're going to be two of their top receivers gone uh, for the first three weeks. That's going to hurt them. Um, you know, I I I I, li- I, I like the Colts, but that's not going to happen. They got nope. way too many injuries. Nope. So to me, to me, it's the Titans. Um, Browns, um, Patriots, and Bills are going to be the, the big stumbling blocks for the Chiefs. Um, I, I, I like the Browns this year a lot. Um, I, I think it's still – I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield. Um, he's going to have to really show me that he can do it. You know, in, in the limelight in the postseason, he had a really good stretch, but he, he didn't play as well as he could have, you know, in that game against the, uh, the Chiefs, especially when Mahomes was out of the game. Um, but that's that's it. I, I think the FC Championship game is going to be a, an old favorite. It's going to be the Chiefs, and it's going to be the Patriots at Arrowhead. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a neck and neck close close game. But I expect those are the top two teams in the in the conference this year. Patriots going to be built a whole lot different rookie quarterback, obviously with yeah. Matt Jones and the way they can run the football. Just interesting, Belichick, and that. What week four game against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? Mm. Are we trading oh, towards the highest rated NFL game regular season in a long, long time? Probably, yeah. It's gonna set, it's gonna set a record. And listen, you know, I'm not I, Uncle Bill's upset. He's mad <laughs> that, that everybody said that it was it was Brady and not him, and so he went out and what they bought tight ends, they bought offensive line, they bought wide receiver, they bought secondary, they bought linebacker, and they draft arguably, I think, the, the second best quarterback in this draft. You know, in the middle of the first round, at least the most seasoned, most prepared, most ready. Because mm-hmm. if you can win national championships in Alabama, you're going to win titles in, 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 the, in the NFL. Uh, I, I love Jim. I think he's going to be great. Um, I, I think Belichick is going to just take the league by storm this year. Uh, I would not be surprised if they got to the 11 or 12 wins. But they're going to show the Bills and the Jets and the Dolphins who's the reigning champion. And it's going to be the Patriots. Uh, last thing for you, Nick. Um, I was really impressed during the during the preseason with Shane Bouchelle, who, of course, started mm-hmm. at Texas, ended up at SMU. I, I watched right. a lot of third and fourth quarters when he was in there, Kansas <laughs> City, in these three weeks. And I know they, yep. they cut him, but he's back on their practice squad now. And look, you're, right. Patrick Mahomes is going to – he's the guy there. But at the same time um, – Bichelle, I think, is good enough to play in this league at some point. Did you see what I saw? Yeah, I see. The, I saw the same thing. I mean, I didn't really know that much about him. Um, you know, every time I see an SMU guy, I'm thinking that Clark Hunt's probably telling Beach, hey, give me another SMU guy mm. on the roster. Uh, but, listen, I thought he was terrific. I mean, he led a couple of, you know, game-winning drives. And, and uh, you know, he had, I think, one interception where it was just a bad throw, and he knew it, and he came back on the next drive, and I think he put points on the board. So, um, you know, he doesn't have the, the the size that you want, but he's got great arm strength. He's got great touch. He's mobile. Um, I love the way he steps in the pocket. I mean, that's something that, mm-hmm. you know, our, our beloved quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, needs to do more of is stepping up in the pocket. Um, he's tough. Um, he's got a good tutor. Uh, he's got a good guy and two good quarterbacks ahead of him that can teach him everything. But I would say he's got a really good chance 
uh, being the backup quarterback in Kansas City next year. They really love him. There was a concern that another team might pick him up, but mm-hmm. they felt confident enough to let him go. But he's a name I think Chiefs fans are going to be hearing about. And, hey, and if they develop him, you know, maybe Andy Reid trades him for, you know, first or second round pick three or four years from now because we know Mahomes isn't going anywhere. But I thought his ability to understand the offense and to run the offense from a rookie undrafted free agent quarterback who's gone to two different colleges and performed well, uh, that was impressive. To me. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, look, look at I'm, I I think he's going to stick in the league for a few years, um, whether yep. he's a starter or whether he holds a clipboard and uh, remains to be seen. But he got my attention in uh, in preseason anyways. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. Nick, we will talk with you the week following game number one against Cleveland. Cyhawk in, uh, in our state next week. So we'll be uh, Iowa-Iowa State overload and couldn't be happier about You're it. You're going to be hit. So that's, are they playing each other this year? Yes, indeed. Next uh, next Saturday, uh, September 11th. So you're gonna baby. put a Big Ten flag out or a Big Twelve flag? Out? I am, I have a, a Switzerland flag. <laughs> the flag of Switzerland <laughs> flies over my place. Good to talk to you, Nick. Thank you. All right, all right, guys. Thanks. Good to talk to you, Nick Athen. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Did you see it that way, Chiefs? I mean, clearly. Mm-hmm. But back to back to back years. That's the difficult nature right? of this, and I love what they did. I love what they did with the I'm offensive with line. Yep. It's Mahomes. Yep. Maybe a full healthy season of Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I know you've tried to make a case for the Bills and the Browns mm-hmm. and the Titans. Yep. Of course, the Patriots. I'm I, throwing my money away. Is that what you're saying? No, but <laughs> it's difficult before a season to really just look at this squad and say, "Well, they're not. They're not getting back now." Right, Holt has told us last week that Mahomes is playing the entire first half. They want to work out mm-hmm. some things. He took, and again, as Nick was right, the Vikings didn't have all their starters. Right. In. They just went down the field. I mean, it was way too easy and got them out. They'd seen enough. That's frightening. That offense. I mean, that Paul he threw to tie to the cheetah Tyreek Hill down the sidelines. That bomb to him, just perfectly thrown, incredible speed to get separation from a former chief in Breland into the end zone. Seen enough. Uh, take the rest of the day off. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is uh, banged up. Yeah, That's, is that a concern with you? I mean, cause a little bit because I got him in fantasy in one of my leagues. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right after. Ooh, okay, here we go. Because I thought he was ready for a big year. Mm-hmm. Disappointing season overall for where he was drafted. But you look at the overall numbers last year; they weren't bad. Not terrible, right? right? No. Yep, they're going to be better. A mm-hmm. lot better offensive line this year. Healthy. Come on, Clyde. Let's get the health. Our Chiefs conversation all season long with Nick Athen, Chiefs Insider, is brought to you by Graphite Construction Group. Thanks to the whole crew out there. We met Russ uh, back well, at, way the back draft. at the draft. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, talked a lot of Chiefs with him. Russ Crew, Chase, and the whole crew. Thanks to Graphite Construction Group, our presenting sponsor of Chiefs Conversation all season long here on Miller & Condon. All right, we will come back. Uh, Nick a- Nick Athen is behind us. Bill Bender is in front of us. From the Sporting News, I'm anxious to pick Bill's brain on this Ohio State team. Um, as I said earlier in the show, I bet them yesterday to win the national championship. And I shopped around. I went to Bet Rivers first. was, mm-hmm. was uh, plus 450. All right. Well, let's see what DK is offering, and got him about plus five fifty. So there you go. Um, so Ohio State team is loaded. I hope we get a close game tonight. We'll be back with Bill Bender from the Sporting News, Miller and Condon, with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KX and Owen one. It's football. It's back, and it's time to hammer the over and score some cash. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all customers a chance to lower the over. 
Uh, on this weekend's most anticipated college football game, Georgia versus Clemson, for every 2,500 customers who bet the over on Georgia Clemson, that line actually drops by half a point. Makes it very simple. Just think of it this way. Every better hits the over on this game, helps lower the game's over under for all of us. Yes, Ken and myself included. The best part is even as the line lowers, odds will remain the same. You can double your money by hammering the over. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Just download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to hammer the over. For every 2,500 people that bet the over on Saturday's Georgia-Clemson game, the line will go down by a half a point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the overhitting. So tell your friends, tell your family, uh, it's making a team effort. Let's get that line all the way down to zero and do so by hammering the over and improving your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code KXNO. It's only for a limited time. And it's only DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Restrictions apply. Maximum wager is $25 on that. One per customer. Offer ends uh, on uh, the 4th. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-LOVE-YOUR-TOMORROW. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on KXNO. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Don't drink Condon sent you. That's right. Fine folks did a great job on me. They did. I remember. The, uh, I was calling basketball that night. Yes, you did. and you made it too. You, you did your game. Had my ice underneath me. A little too much information. Let's move on. <laughs> Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Uh, he covers college football. Well, he covers a lot of things, but uh, college football is moved right to the middle of his plate, and we're glad that it has. Hello, Bill Bender. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing well. So just let me get your thoughts on this. Uh, re- uh, reports within the last hours that uh, from Max Olson at The Athletic uh, that uh, BYU, UCF, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston have moved to the top of the list as far as the Big Ten targets who they're going to uh, at least offer an opportunity to join what's Big left. Big 12 of, targets. Is that what I said? Big 12 targets. Thank you, Trent. Um your thoughts on BYU, Central Florida, Cincy, and Houston? I was going to say, if the Big Ten's yeah. targeting Houston, <laughs> I would get that patch out. But no, um, makes sense. I mean, you know, if they're going to go to 12, that's that kind of group that auditioned for those spots last time. Mm-hmm. Um, BYU, Cincinnati are pretty good ones, I think. UCF, you get that market. I was talking to somebody last night. And I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I just look at UCF, Boise, and BYU from a football perspective, or Cincinnati, BYU even more so, those are borderline Power 5 programs anyway. Mm -hmm. BYU is basically a Power 5 program to me, so they're not bad ads at all. I think BYU might have the largest stadium of that bunch. 
Uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. You know, if there if there is one bill that uh, I thought maybe they'd get a look, and maybe there will at some point. I just thought Memphis made some sense. Um, you know, they got a good stadium in the Liberty Bowl as well. I think it's what fifty something thousand. Um, obviously, basketball as well. Again, it's a football decision, but maybe Memphis would be if there is a you know if there is a number five on that list. If you can't get all of your fours, Memphis that next team perhaps. Yeah, I mean, that's another team that at big market has shown some success. And, and again, you're going to pluck from the American Athletic Conference, Houston, Cincinnati, um, UCF, and Memphis all make sense. I mean, also, fairly big stadium with the Liberty Bowl, fairly big market, has had has put several NFL players in play and mm-hmm. would give them an incentive to continue to build that program. I, I think that's got to be the catch for all these programs. If you're going to come to the Big 12, you got to incentivize the program a little more, you know, from a facility standpoint, from a recruiting, from paying the coaches. Um, you got to try to keep those guys around instead of those coaches just being a stepping stone to get to the power five. Bill, last night we got week one officially started. Not much of a game, 31 nothing UAB. Let's go to tonight in a game I know you're going to be keeping a close eye on. The Gophers welcome in the Buckeyes. I, I was telling Ken during one of the breaks, I saw a list of their top six receivers. Their number six guy, Marvin Harrison Jr., a top 100 player. He's six on their depth chart at Ohio State. Plenty of offensive talent. Your look forward to tonight, Minnesota and Ohio State. What do you think we're going to see? Well, I mean, C.J. Stroud obviously comes into focus throwing to all those guys. So I'll tell you a quick story. My my college roommate's a big Buckeye fan, and I joke with him and call him Luke Hull. And I texted my other best friend this morning. I said, how long till J.D. starts texting me that it's going to be a close game tonight? And sure enough, about 11 o'clock, it could be tight, you know? And I'm like, if Ohio State sticks to the script, gets the running game going early, and Stroud has some success in the passing game, I could see them winning somewhere in the neighborhood of like 40 to 21 and their fans not being happy about it. But, I mean, Minnesota's got an experienced quarterback, Big Ten's leading rusher, excitable coach. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll be fired up to play. It'll be interesting to see if they don't turn the ball over, how long they can hang in there. So what's the weakness on this Buckeyes team? They replace a lot of guys, but do so every year. Might it be the secondary? If you're if you're trying to identify one area, uh, what would it be, Bill? I mean, their secondary certainly will be challenged after what we saw last year. There was points in the season where they were susceptible to the passing game when that front four didn't get home. I mean, I guess that's the good news is their front four is ridiculous, mm-hmm. and it has depth and has two five-star freshmen coming in that will help with it. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, the back seven would be coming to focus tonight because I don't think the offense has a weakness at all other than, I guess, C.J. Stroud hasn't thrown a pass, but I just look at him as somebody that's going to be set up for success when he does. And that uh, that will uh, come tonight. So you mentioned, so way back, Bill, I think it was either during uh, spring practice, you told us a name to keep an eye on, and that was Jack Sawyer, and we have since then. You mentioned the two five-star freshmen. The other one is who? Um, JT Tuomalo. Okay. Uh, and I probably butched that a little bit. They get him late. So now they have two freshmen there. And the other freshman I would keep an eye on tonight it's Travion Henderson. He's the backup running back. He has that potential for a home run hitter in the running game. Because I, I looked at Ohio State last year. Remember, early in the season, they weren't running the ball that great. Mm-hmm. And Master Teague's going to be tasked to do that. But their offense changed when they got Trey Sermon in there, where he was just able to bull people over and, and 
you know, set a Big Ten record in the Big Ten championship game against Northwestern. They need to have that running game on top of everything else. And when they do, I mean, like I told my buddy J.D., 21 straight Big Ten victories. Mm. Hard to see you guys as an underdog. I don't want to make this all about the Buckeyes, but just one more on this. This Henderson kid, I, I've heard incredible uh, comparisons to him. That He might be the best running back they've had in the last 20 years. Ezekiel Elliott's good, but uh, those huh. type of things. I mean, is this kid this good? Well, I mean, that's the position at Ohio State that has so much history, dating back to Archie and sure. before that, really, but since Archie is a high standard. Um, you know, guys like Eddie George, J.K. DeHubbins, Ezekiel Elliott, Keith Byers, when you're putting Travion Henderson in that discussion before he's taking a snap, that's pretty high praise. Yeah. So, yeah, they are very, very, very excited about him, and they should be, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks off a big run or two tonight. Let's go to the big noon kickoff, Wisconsin-Penn mm. State. Great matchup. Two teams that disappointed in 2020. And it's funny, Bill, every single team that struggled last year, season didn't go the way anticipated. Those teams always were ravaged by COVID. Nobody else, though. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny how that happened, but your takeaway with the Badgers and the Nittany Lions. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin was certainly felt yep. that. And Penn State just got off to a bad start last year and never really got clicking. So I do look at this game as two teams that, you know, the winner is definitely going to be that team that we kind of peg is going to challenge Ohio State. I like Penn State. I, I I can't explain it other than both quarterbacks are about the same. I like Penn State on the perimeter. I think if their defensive line holds up, they're going to win. And you look back, they've won six of the last seven against the Badgers. So I think Penn State has the better talent. Now, I say all that, and they could get in the game and be down 10 real quick, and I'd be like, what was I doing? But uh, I kind of like the Nittany Lions pull a little upset here. Where are you on Notre Dame? Uh, the fact that Jack Cohen got the start, I mean, he's we, we saw him, you saw him. He's kind of meh. Um, where are you on, 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 on the Fighting Irish? Are they a legitimate top 10 team in your mind, or are there concerns there? Well, I think the Irish, you know, it'll depend a little bit on Jack Cohen because they've got the pieces around them. Got Kyron Williams, they've got Michael Meyer, they've got deep receiving group that's going to be pretty good. Um you got Kyle Hamilton on the other side of the ball, arguably mm-hmm. the nation's best defensive player. So I think Notre Dame's, I, I, you know, you can never really say this sentence out loud, but I think they're they're a touch underrated. Mm. I really do. I, I think because nobody's thinking that they can get back to the playoff with right. the team and Jack Cohen, I think they're going to be favored in every game. Not a stretch. Not a stretch kind of looking through that and going through the 12-game schedule for the Irish. All right, Bill, an upset this weekend. Who's on upset alert? You mentioned Penn State. That's one of them you already have. Anybody else that you're zeroing in on a big upset from week one? Well, not really. I mean, we're, we're doing a new thing at Sporting News that my editor, Bill Trochi, is running called the up, you know, the underdogs of the week, and you pick three upsets, and Penn State was one. Pick the alma mater to beat Syracuse. It's not really an upset when it's a one-point spread. And then um, I wanted to pick Boise State to beat UCF and spoil Gus Malzahn's opener, but I just don't see that happening. So as far as the top 25 goes, I mean, other than people are going to be lasered in on Louisiana, Texas, and wondering if they can spoil Sark's debut there, I don't know that there are too many upsets out there. Mm. Hopefully I'm wrong. 
Yeah, and hopefully some of those games go to overtime as well because we'd, lo- we'd love to see that. Hey, Bill, but let's go back uh, since we haven't spoken to you since uh, Illinois uh, knocked off Nebraska um, and, and did so, I mean, I think kind of convincingly, right? Although there was a big game-changing play, the touchdown or the uh, interception is, is taken away with the roughing the passer and the taunting. Huge, huge moment in the football game. But did you learn more about Illinois or more about Nebraska? Well, I mean, Illinois, that's a good building block for Brett Bielema. Just the unraveling at Nebraska. We kind of talked about this last week is how important that game was from a perception standpoint. And you go out and you're down 30-9 to nine at one point and look totally unprepared doing it. Um, handed Illinois 16 points and really threw some doubts into the Scott Frost era. And I don't think that story's over. I think he's going to mm-hmm. continue to face the heat this year. And if Nebraska starts over, I mean, you guys know this in Iowa. Go hire a Big Ten guy. Go hire somebody like Brett Bielema that knows the Big Ten, that knows how to recruit that part of the country, that can develop offensive and defensive lines. I mean, Kirk Ferentz, Paul Chris, Pat Fitzgerald, they've been doing that for years and competing for Big Ten West championships. And maybe not prop yourself up against Ohio State yet. But give them your best when you get there. My, why not just go get Bielema? You can pay him more. It's a better program, better chance. Alas, we'll see if we get to that point. Bill, the national game of the weekend is Georgia-Clemson. There's something about this game, though, that is difficult to wrap my mind around it and get excited about because even the loser still feels like they have such a realistic path to get to the playoff that it just doesn't have the same feel as you'd anticipate a number 3 number 5 matchup should have. How about you? Well, I, I disagree from the standpoint you're right. First of all, you're right about all those things, that the loser still has a playoff path and all those things. But I just like seeing really big, awesome teams play each other mm-hmm. early in the season. And at least they're willing to put that out there. And, you know, risk a loss knowing that no two lost teams made the playoff. And um, I think it's going to be fun. They played a series there 13-14. They were two really good games. So I think I'm definitely looking forward to seeing all that talent on the field and how DJ Uangalele and um, JT Daniels let it loose. And they certainly have the ability to do that. Uh, last game for me, Bill Bender, uh, LSU and UCLA. UCLA looked good. Not sure what they beat in Hawaii. Uh, LSU's been forced to move their practices. Um, and normally this is a fan base that travels exceptionally well. I'm not sure that they'll be able to – well, we'll see. I mean, if, if there is a destination when that schedule came out, who doesn't want to get to the Rose Bowl uh, to watch your team play, right? How do you see this game, Bill? Uh, can can UCLA – look, they can, um, they can show that – I don't want to say that they're back, but they would be trending in that direction should they pick off the Tigers, can they? That'd be a huge win. Be a huge win. Huge uh, huge chance for them to, to show up and, and show that. And yeah, there's no better way to do that than to beat an SEC program of LSU's caliber. I I've just looked at this line and maybe maybe I'm overlooking this one, but I just think LSU has the better athletes. They'll be able to force Dorian Thompson-Robinson into some bad throws. He was 10 of 20 last week. And if UCLA can't sustain that running game, LSU's going to win. But they were so darn inconsistent last year that it's hard to make that jump. So I like the Tigers in this one. But again, and I tell you guys this all the time, won't be surprised if I'm wrong. That's one of the beautiful things about college football. We're wrong a lot, and uh, usually we're thoroughly entertained in being uh, embarrassingly wrong. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, we'll speak with you next week. Thanks for doing this for us, Bill Bender. Appreciate it. You guys are the best. Thanks so much for having me. Good to talk to you. Sporting News, where you can read Bill Bender, sportingnews.com.
Gophers keep it close tonight? I hope so. I just want that, a that's good not game. exactly a no, I, I endorsement. Know. Do they keep it close? So what do you mean? Is, is it a game into the fourth quarter? Sure. Are you talking about a game or a point spread still in doubt? Either or. The point spread is still in doubt. All right. So we I got something so. interesting. We both picked uh, Minnesota to win the West, didn't yeah. we? I want to redo. You do? Yes, it's Iowa. Whoa. I got the notebook right here. You want me to change? Oh, you'll allow me to? I'll allow it. Because you're going with the Hawks. <laughs> so if I was going with somebody else. Yeah. Because I, I've dealt with summers where you were sad, sad. Man, they might be 5-7 and seven this I year. Just, I'm sold on Spencer Petrus. Good luck to you. I, I just can't. I can't. I know. I know all the positive things that have been said. I get And everything. that's why I'm changing my opinion. Here it is. All right, going through the notebook, and you have... Cross. We don't actually... We didn't, we didn't uh, put our projection record for either Iowa or Iowa State out there, did we? You want to do that next? Yes. On record. Yes. Clones and Hawks. How did we do... Well, it was last year. was going to throw last year out. You had seven and three. I had six and four last year for Iowa State. Um, Iowa, I had five and three. You also had five and three. Uh-huh. So they beat us both. Mm-hmm. They See both if they can do it again. Thought. All right, so you do you well, you mark me down for Iowa in the uh, in the Big 10 West? It is in the notebook. All right, good. Well, what what will the season record be? We'll go on record next as we take you until noon as Des Moines Sports Station 1460 kicks and own 100 bets off. All right, Miller Condon, welcome back. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. It's time for us to go on record. Oh, boy. It usually doesn't end up well. Well, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl last year, so it wasn't that horrible. Nailed it. Nailed that one. Absolutely crushed it. Um, Yeah, the Twins win the World Series in 2020. So what you're saying is maybe don't put a lot of stock into what I'm about to say. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at uh, Dallas. Oh, I didn't have them winning the World Series. I had them getting to the World Getting to the World Series. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. what it was. And they, there's still a chance that that could happen. Right. Right. Uh, let's do this, Trent, before we run out of time. So before we get to do you have one of the schools, two of the schools, or none of the schools playing for their conference championship? I have zero. You have zero? Yes. Neither of the team will be playing for a conference championship the first weekend in December. I have both. You have both? I do. So you are Mr. Optimistic over there. Yes, You are sunshells and balloons. Rainbows. Yep. Mr. Happy. Yep. It's like after a puff over there. (laughs) You're so optimistic. I, on the other hand, and that's just my nature in general as a sports fan, Mm -hmm. not in life. Mm -hmm. I think people that know me know I'm a pretty optimistic person in general as it pertains to sports. I go the other way. So, so who? What, how are we going to do this? So, well, who do you have? Where do you want to start? Uh, Big Twelve. Okay. I have Oklahoma versus TCU in, in the, the championship. championship game. Okay. Or Iowa State. Yeah. A lot of people pointing very well could come down to that final game against could. TCU. Yeah. I actually have Iowa State winning that football game, mm-hmm. but I have TCU coming into that game seven and one, finishing seven and two, and that is enough to get there because I have three losses in the Big Twelve for Iowa State. Really. Oklahoma. Okay. Texas at home. Okay. And the other team in purple, Kansas State gets them again. Really? On the road in Manhattan, huh? That game last year, I know it exercised a lot of demons for Cyclone fans. Mm -hmm. Skylar Thompson is such a difference maker. Maybe in terms of importance, as important of any player, 
in the Big 12. Yeah. Because they're really good when he's mm-hmm. out there. And they're really bad when he's not. <laughs> Night and day. So because of that, and again, speaking of those demons, they're still fluttering around. Three losses outside looking in. Nine and three overall for me and Iowa State. So nine and three overall. So you have them beating the Hawks next I week. I do. Okay. Yes. So do I. Uh, I see it a little differently. I was, I'm back and forth one loss or two loss. I'm with you. I think in the regular season, Oklahoma gets them. I believe that they'll turn the tables in Dallas. So complete flip-flop of last year. The other game that I... I it's West Virginia. It's going on the road to Morgantown. Uh, that, to me, is going to be their other loss. I'm not saying West Virginia's better, but I'm going to put them 10-2 and with an opportunity to beat Oklahoma uh, in the Big 12 championship, which I have them doing. 11-2. and does that get them to the college football playoff? Where's the who wins the Pac-12? We don't know. Well, when we went, to you talk, have the crystal ball over there. That's right, I do have it. Let me. Uh, and last week when we had it out, uh, I have them in the in the playoff because I have the Pac-12 on the outside of the playoff looking in. So you have Iowa State being the first ever two loss team to qualify for the college football playoff. Yep, eleven and two Big Twelve champions. Losses in the regular season to Oklahoma and West Virginia, 11-2. and I'm All at 9-3. Right. and three. Let's go to the Hawks. All right, go ahead. Uh, four losses, as mentioned. The first one, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Also losses to Penn State. There's been a lot of buzz I've heard here, really so the last week, You're right. about Penn State. Yep. Believing in the new offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. the coordinator they got from Texas as that staff was left go. That's apparently who they wanted to hire from Ohio State. Ohio State wouldn't allow it to happen two years ago when they brought in Soraka. They got their guy to run the offense. Franklin's feels confident. I'll put an L and another great game that comes down the wire and Penn State gets it done. At Wisconsin, too many bad memories. Mm-hmm. Another L there. And I took the Gophers to win the West, so <laughs> the streak comes to an end. Phil Fleck finally gets his win against his daddy, Kirk Ferentz. Uh, I don't see it that way. I'm with you on one of the losses, Trent, and, and uh, I think that, that Iowa will lose to Iowa State. I'm with you. I think Penn State will pick them off, but then I think they sweep the board with one exception, and it's not Wisconsin because if they're going to win the Big Ten West, they're going to have to go to Camp Randall and win, mm-hmm. and I think they will. It's the next week. It's at Northwestern, ah. and you. I don't have to tell you how difficult this game is for them. They, Iowa has more talent than Northwestern. Without a doubt. The game that scares me the most in the month of November is Illinois. Right. I never would have said that. It's going to be cold and dreary, and Bielema is going to try to win Mm -hmm. that thing 12-10. Well, he'll be at Kinnick Stadium trying to win it 12-10 senior day for Iowa. But I think that they'll win the game. I have them 9-3. 9-3. Iowa State, Penn State. And then upsetting Ohio State to get to the Rose Bowl. No, no. You already got Iowa State winning the conference. Are you no. going to go back to no, back No, I got Ohio State yesterday to win the national championship <laughs> right, right. with my own money. So, um, yes, no, they're not going to beat Ohio State. But I do have them uh, playing, representing the West in the championship. There it is. We it's gonna are be a fun, on It's going to be a fun record. for Saturday, December. Yes. Right? Start your morning in the Big 12 with the clones. Finish it up watching uh, uh, Fox has the Big Ten championship, right? Yeah, Can you did. imagine how that would oh be? Oh, my God. They'll build up in the to that. state. And especially if we're going crazy here, let's go even a step further. Both teams come in with a loss. A conference championship win gets them into the playoff. What that would mean? Mm. Mm. Unthinkable. Absolutely unthinkable. Here we are. We got two top fifteen teams. We do, Trent. It's a, this is um, 
This is a special year, man. This is a special year. College football is back, and it's time to hammer the over and score some cash. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all customers a chance to lower the over-under on this weekend's most anticipated college football game, Clemson versus Georgia. For every 2,500 customers who bet the over Georgia versus Clemson line, the line is going to drop by a half a point. The best part is that even as the line lowers, the odds remain at even money. That's right. You can double your money by hammering the over. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to hammer the over. This is your chance to improve the odds on the overhitting. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's code KXNO for a limited time only. A DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Iowa-only restrictions apply. Maximum is a $25 wager. One per customer. Offer ends 9-4-21. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- Courage League Sports and Opportunity on Deck have joined forces to increase the positive impacts on youth through the growth and evolution of adaptive and no-cost recreation programs. The organizations are now Can Play. Can Play supplements the cost of recreation programs and adapts the play to the skill level for each child. Can Play Sports Game for Good is coming up on Sunday, September 19th at Principal Park. To play, coach, donate, or volunteer, go to canplaysports.org slash game media. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. Which is why I can't stand crap from the last three weeks for our friends in Story County. Uh, It's a busy day of uh, college football programming here. Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. Cyclone Fanatics, they're back on the air. Hawkeye Nation back on the air. They're at seven. Cyclone Fanatic Radio precedes at six. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy college football on our televisions, too.